0: The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you
1: by
2: the Tea Clinic.
1: Good morning. I'm Dr. Mark. This is the T Health Show, and in studio today we have Sister Elise van Art and clinical pharmacist Divya Naidu. And Divya is also the MD, uh, managing director of a compounding pharmacy of South Africa, and Sims with a lovely blue and blonde hair.
0: Morning. I don't
1: know where the blue came from. <laughs> 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 it was something with the B. It's because Divya and I are wearing blue.
0: <laughs>
1: no. it. It's okay. okay, guys. So last. Last week, we spoke about uh, detoxing the mind and body and I was on Gareth's show this morning and we continued that discussion. It was quite funny. Sims, did you listen to that?
0: No, I haven't, but I will listen to the podcast.
1: No, it was actually um, some of the questions that came through from the audience was the following. I'm going to ask you this one. Okay. So a guy wrote in and he said that He has a two-kilogram poo a day, so why doesn't he weigh two kilograms less? (laughs) And you know, but my first question was, why would you weigh it? (laughs) So, my
3: question is, is he on butyrate? I don't know, but two kilograms is. That's, Wait, no, like, that's an look, How do you poo. wear
0: your, like, don't you just go to the toilet and...
1: Yeah, well, maybe he does, <laughs> has a little scale. Okay, so that's um It's quite can, alarming. Yeah, that is alarming. So, can you guys remember how we finished last week's show?
3: We talked about when you detoxify and the the importance of nutrition in a detoxification process.
1: Okay. So, Divya, you're right. But Sister Elise, you asked the last question. When we were all wrapping up, you said, yeah, but I still want to answer to my question. And Divya and I asked simultaneously, what was your question again?
2: Can you remember? I asked that again this morning. Okay, so what is your question? do one prepare?
1: Okay. Perfect. Let's start there. How do we prepare for a detox?
3: Divs? Do you wanna? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I know. <laughs> well I think it's important to to get the mind right, like we established yes. last week. Yes. Most important is the will and the desire and coupled with that the more scientific Explanation and the, with will and desire is getting your dopamine levels correct. So, in other words, addressed address hormones in your brain called neurotransmitters, uh, which is part and parcel of the mind and the mindset of uh, of getting ready for a detoxification diet. So. And that you would have to work with, Elise, with a functional medicine practitioner who knows how to understand this and how to increase your motivation. But say you've got that, you've got all the motivation, you have the desire to want you to lose weight. We will start with simple techniques. Let's. Detoxify our minds And you know we do We established We'll do things like meditation We said some of us Find that difficult We can do breathing And two short inhale breaths One long exhale Detoxifies our lungs And our our minds So we got all that Sort of grounding Like Elise did last week So all of that is Is now Constant And then we start with the body And how do we do that I think if you wanted to do it without a functional medicine practitioner, which I definitely do not recommend, I would start with nutrition. Watch what you're putting into your body. So, so and gut. I, I
1: want to interject there. Mm-hmm. Um, remember last week we started the show with a statement from uh, my yes, mentor, y- yes. David Arthur, that mm-hmm. said we are what we do not Eliminate. So, when you talk about be cognizant and mindful what you put into your um, body, body is it um, almost eliminate the stuff first that you should not put in, in into your. Yeah,
2: I think the a part of the prep is it don't go into a detox. Um, I'm going to start detox tomorrow because you are not prepared and prepared meaning the things that's around you, detox your fridge, start with your shopping list, do your planning. You know, that's part of the detox journey that you want to go. Mm -hmm. But also something that Divya said last week, which was like, okay, I never thought of that, even though I'm a medical person is, our bodies are in any case detoxing every single minute mm. you know, and be cognizant of what do you want to detox so when from. we learned this beautiful
3: phrase that you talk about you are you are not only what you eat you're what you do not eliminate. We learned this in our our functional medicine course when we attended these beautiful lectures in America it is so important that that statement is quite profound because we all we think of when we think of detox is what we put into our bodies. Yes. But how do we how so if I could step back a bit, you need to look at the as toxins as exogenous and endogenous toxins.
1: So So you have stuff that comes from outside, outside and, and stuff that your body produces itself. Anyway,
3: yes. And that is produced and that is the endogenous prox- toxins is is determined by our genetics. What we have, we call we have we all born with a set of genetics. Some of us have polymorphisms in this genetics. It's called a, a abnormality in our ge- in our genes, mm-hmm. but these don't need to ever express itself unless it is upregulated. In other words, unless it is exposed to the conditions at which it can express itself. So let me give you a simple example. Some people looking uh, <laughs> confused. Very confused. So <laughs> say you have a a gene that predisposes you to cancer mm-hmm. you may not necessarily have cancer in your life or get cancer Or get cancer yes you 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 may have it <laughs> subliminally but it won't express itself and become a, a cancerous growth like we know unless you expose your body to the to the conditions that are that are optimal for that growth of the cancer mm-hmm. so that's a, a a big broad statement to make but just to to create, um, an example or a visual in your so, mind. So,
1: you know what, um, Divya, I think about my, my grandparents mm-hmm. and my parents that, um, when we started talking about things like cholesterol and smoking, that it's harmful for you, a lot of them said, yeah, but you know what, my, my, uh, father or my grandfather lived on a farm where they ate fatty meats, mm-hmm. um, for breakfast, um, uh, lunch, and dinner. He was smoking, and he lived to the ripe old age of eighty-five, never being sick in a day in his life. So this is what you're referring. Yes, because to. you have that underlying predisposition to it. And some people will get it and other people won't
3: Yes, but in our grandparents' age We didn't have the exogenous, the pollutants All the external factors that contributed to the genes Expressing perhaps they were born with the genes So these are
1: the pesticides and the hormones yes, and the, the...
3: water, okay. the smoke,
2: the fuel, the exhaust fumes The stress, that's also exogenous um, influence.
3: Yes, uh, the influence is exogenous, but the hormone-created cortisol, yes. as a result of it, is definitely an endogenous yes. process. And uh, we spoke last week about the role of the gallbladder. You know, we talked about liver. The well, liver. that
1: be- we forget. Yes. Detoxifying organ that we forget, So gallbladder.
3: Yes, yeah. Yeah, so everyone knows the liver is your main organ of detoxification, and I think we focus on that. Liver focus um you know you just off the top of my head kind of nutrition to take for liver detox is your cruciferous vegetables garlic uh stay away milk from milk thistle stay away from caffeines n acetylcysteine so those are your glutathione, those are your like obvious ones but the liver produces bile mm-hmm. the bile goes into the gallbladder and the it, its function is to emulsify fats it is to 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 extract the nutrition from it that can be absorbed by the intestine it's also also responsible for preventing the absorption of your harmful metabolites like your estrogen metabolites mm-hmm. so the bile and the liver play such an important role. Oh, it's 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 all interconnected. I, I'm oversimplifying it mm-hmm. because the pancreas excretes enzymes to digest that. But it, the pancreas will excrete an enzyme. Say you have a fatty meal, it'll excrete an enzyme called lipase, and lipase will break down that fat and extract the nutrition from it. So. Get come the scenario of someone removing their gallbladder, which is very, which is done at the blink of an eyelid. Geenly, no? yeah. okay. Yes, that's essentially a problem with the bile being too not being viscous enough. So it's oh, sorry, being too viscous, not being fluid sorry, enough. Thick. Yes,
1: that's why we form form gall gallstones. Stones? Yes, um, so it's
3: li- literally gallstones is your cholesterol, which is metabolized by via your gallbladder. Is is like becoming the the bile is so viscous that it forms crystals. Mm -hmm. It can't and it and it sits in in the bile duct and causes intense pain and and then it is um, removed. So you know our our, our gallbladder also produces steroid hormones, one of which is cortisol. So coming back to your question, we need to ensure our bile and our liver is functioning properly. Okay,
1: so let's stop there for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um so before we go over to taking supplements and nutritional additives like your um your broccoli extracts and uh those things, tablets, mm-hmm. um, because they have in them binders. Yes. Um which so can can actually Put more strain on your digestive system. And Divya, I think this is one of the reasons why we so often talk about being very careful of um, taking. Um, uh, where am I going? I'm sorry. sorry. So um, why we need to be so careful standing in front of your supplement shelf and just willy-nilly taking supplements there because we actually don't know what's in there. So using products that are specifically compounded by compounding pharmacies, and here I'm going to say reputable compounding pharmacies because they are jumping up Um, everywhere Um, and people are buying stuff online but they really don't know what's in there that can do more harm
3: mark i'm so glad you asked this question and i'm sorry you lost your train of thought due to me in in the middle of that but so important uh firstly your point about the, the binding agents and fillers that are used is very, very, very important because most of them contain salts that can't really be absorbed properly in your body. Um, like a carbonate salt, which is not what we recommend. Carbonate we salt, just think of a piece of chalk. Chalk, exactly. So, so if you use a filler like that, you are actually preventing the, whatever nut, nut, nutraceutical is in the capsule from being absorbed properly. So very, very important. Hence, the importance of compounding pharmacies because they have the ability of controlling what filler there is. And the best filler to use is a prebiotic because that will actually aid the absorption. It will enhance because if you're creating a good environment in your your gut and you're creating the right balance in your microbiome, your nutraceuticals are going to be absorbed properly. But that all talks to the tech the technical skill of the compounding pharmacist, the compounding pharmacy's um, interest in providing ethical medicine. Mm. Uh, all of this is because it's, it's not just, uh, you know, remaking medicines from scratch. So you should be very ethical in your choices. And that's where a, a patient or doctor should ask. Ask your compounding pharmacy, what are you putting in your fillers? What capsules are you using? Because most of it is... Is gelatin You now have the uh, the option of Veggie caps Which is far more absorbed by your body
1: Okay So I'm going to Throw out something And help me if I'm wrong yeah. or not um, when, when you want to Embark on a Detox um, Program mm-hmm. I almost want to say that you need to prepare your gut first
3: Oh, for sure It goes without saying
0: Question mm. Right. So if um, anyone's like me uh, December, you tend to party a lot, eat a lot And then come January We are
1: old, we no longer do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come January um, It's almost like the start of the new year So let me just Detox, right? Is that, I know that you have to prepare, but that, so is that also like part of that prep of like getting your guts in order? Because in December you threw it out the window, and now in Jan you're like, let's get this in order, so I'm gonna fast or.
1: May, before you answer, question. before you answer, can I make a comment about what we discussed this morning on Gareth's show? Colonic irrigation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they said to me, what do I think about it? And I, I, I said, I think it's one of the worst things that you can do. For a specific reason, think about it. You have colonies of organisms, your microbiome that needs to live in the gut. And now I take a hose with some kind of fluid, and it's not only water. They put other stuff in that, and they flush out your bowel to get rid of stool but you know what in doing so they rinse out dilute or pollute your microbiome making your gut even less functional yeah. so um when you want to start that detox and divya i think um you and sister lise will agree with me is don't detox Eliminate Eliminate the sugars Eliminate the alcohol Eliminate the stuff That you've been Indulging on mm-hmm. So Eliminate a little bit Of your salts And a little bit Of the bad oils Etc Etc Let your Use January As your Elimination Period mm-hmm. And February As your Detox Okay order.
2: but You have to Expect that you Are going to Have signs and Symptoms that you Don't like For instance constipation, flu-like symptoms. It lasts about three to five days. That's why detox or elimination or whatever um, is a process and you need to be cognizant of how your body is reacting to this. Yeah, I I, I
1: think if I'm going to ask you guys, I know which is the most difficult for me to eliminate. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most difficult thing to eliminate out of your diet? Ice Um, cream. So, basically, it's a combination of sugar and dairy.
3: Mm. Sister Elise, if you have coffee. Coffee. I I, I think mine would be coffee, although one cup of coffee, I believe, can have benefits rather than
1: disadvantages. Okay. For me, it's absolutely eliminating sugar. Mm. Um, For one simple reason, if I'm I'm okay, I start my morning – with ha- going to gym, blah, blah, blah. Very good for me. Um, and then I come home and I have my cup of tea or my coffee. This is an, at least an hour after I've woken up. Um, and now I have my, uh, almond milk tea without sugar and ask Sister Elise for the rest of the day. I'm good. Mm. Um, at the practice, I have my fruit, um, in moderation. But the problem I have is, and Stefan is the culprit, um, Mm -hmm. absolutely, when I get home and there's a little sweetie or a chocolate or a piece of lint, if I take a crumb of that, I cannot stop. It's that dopamine kind of uh, addiction to sugar, which I I find incredibly difficult to eliminate, and I know people have this with coffee. I don't understand that addiction.
3: So you, I would say, just off the top of my head, address why you're having a sugar dip at that time of the day, which is which is encouraging you to have that sugar.
1: And pa- I want to.
3: <laughs> I don't and then, I have a dip. and then remove all the things that, that encourage you
1: to break yep. this. Divya, when you see Stephen next time, <laughs> tell him that he's not allowed to bring sugar into the house because he can eat it, but I can't. And uh, you know what? What's so terrible about this? He eat one little piece of chocolate and it's got enough. And then he bought six. And by the end of the evening, I finished five. <laughs> so, okay. So it's, Prepare the body. Um, let's take a look at the other system of elimination. Let's actually look at the elimination systems. We know that we have our detoxing ones, but the elimination systems are stool, so your gut, urine, kidneys, um, skin, sweat, Mm -hmm. And I think one that people Do forget is Lungs Mm. Um, So if we wanted to prepare For that What would you suggest Let's start with lungs Breathing Mm. um, Mm. Decrease smoking Now I'm going to ask A silly question Which some people Might not find Mm -hmm. stupid It's Smoking versus using e-cigarettes. I
3: Can I also
0: add something in the mix? Hubli.
3: I believe they're all as toxic to your body. Perhaps e-cigarettes less so, but there is a little bit of the stimulant in there. And the stimulant. So the stimulant
1: being the nicotine. Yes. But you eliminate tars and those kind of things. So... Can we suggest the following? And I'm asking you, because I know what my answer would be. Cut down on smoking by maybe trying to use an e-cigarette and then try and cut down. But Sister Elise and I both know that using e-cigarettes are more addictive than smoking. Um,
3: Yes, so for sure And then wean yourself off But address what is causing the addiction Again, dopamine
1: Have you ever heard some peewee Of a dopamine fast? Do you know what that is?
0: That sounds excruciating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Just at least do you know what the dopamine? No,
2: I don't, no I don't actually. I have but no idea.
1: it's wait.
0: So wait. For my understanding, like dopamine is when you get that like hit of like, oh yay. So when you say you fasting, and you want
2: to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, that means are you removing that yay? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So
3: think about energy, <laughs> motivation, <the>
1: loss. Last, <laughs> last last week we briefly touched, and Gareth asked me that question this morning, and we didn't touch on it. Think about the first time that you get into an ice bath. It's excruciating. Okay, climb out, climb back in, climb out, climb back in, climb out, climb back in, and at some point the water starts feeling. Okay, why? Because you're numbing your senses. So the whole idea behind dopamine fast is you take away all the things that stimulate dopamine release so that the body has time to become sensitive to mm. dopamine again. And this is where people go, they get rid of all devices, um, all... Things that give them that Pleasure, so it's devices It's coffee, it's external Stimulation from TVs um, It's Food, especially sugar Coffee um, Most of them go on a, um, a a Fast Where they don't eat, only Drink water um, And they do this for one or two days And then they go back And um, you know So that's also a form of uh, dopamine um, sensitization, I want to call it, where you take away that constant uh, stimulation of dopamine because you do get exhausted. And we see this basically in what we call adrenal fatigue, when you have too much continuous high levels of um, cortisol, which eventually just makes the system less Sensitive to it, and then it shuts down. So um, that's a dopamine fact. Wow,
2: very interesting fact.
1: Hmm. I would never be able to do it.
2: (laughs) Me neither. I'm sitting thinking, yeah. Where do you start? So everything. If you are a typically happy person, obviously your dopamine levels are high. So are you going to put yourself back or? Regress into a moody Sulky No sad. it actually
1: does exactly the opposite So um, Elise, uh, Helene That does our marketing mm-hmm. Goes on One of these silent retreats Where You sit you meditate You're not allowed to speak to anyone mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so with Just you, what some family needs they, they will have to put you in a padded room
0: Oh no, this, this does not sound
1: Yeah, I've, I've threatened Stefan with one So, um, <laughs> and the food that you have is quite bland, etc, etc And she says, uh, I think she went on a, a, a one that was for a week um, And eventually you start just almost going a little bit cuckoo where you feel that you have to go get out of that situation. Um, but afterwards, she said it was one of the best experiences of her life. Now, I don't think that you have to do that for a whole week or even uh, two days, but maybe a couple of hours. How many of us, especially you young ones, are glued to your phones or devices, Mark,
0: you don't need to get personal now, you know. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? This fat constant stimulation—we hold. What's
2: wrong with that?
1: It becomes too much.
2: If it's for who is it a problem? For the individual or the people around them? Because I'm thinking, if that makes me happy. That's my, and us can still function. Why is it wrong? Because remember which world we are in now.
1: We live in a digital age, exactly. I get that. But yeah. what does that do to your brain on a continuous basis? Yeah, I so would the, the light from devices, um. I, th- has I an effect think a lot of times Utsa we are levels.
3: we are so overstimulated. I would like to do a silent retreat. I'm not sure if I manage a week. I'm not even sure if I manage two days, but a day because it's unusual for me to just shut
2: up. You know what's nice? So. Go camping. That mm. silent retreat, that glamping maybe.
1: What's brilliant for me is if Stefan goes to work on a Saturday morning and I lie on the couch not talking to a single person. Yes, exactly. That's my silent mm. retreat. Um, but certain people, and here I take my partner who I love dearly, um, cannot do that. Some we won't be able to do that. <laughs> you cannot put That's her torture. in a room with someone else um for 2 minutes and her not talking <laughs> yeah so i actually i i i want you to go and try it okay there's so we prepare the mind mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and uh preparing the mind could be things like um not could be should be managing stress and we spoke about that um we spoke about healthy diet exercise um We spoke about mindfulness and meditation or just quieting. The one that we didn't really speak about, which is probably the most important way in which we can detox the brain is sleep. Mm. So a lot of people have problems sleeping. What do we have available in our arsenal of Supplements and bespoke supplementation that can aid patients with sleep.
3: Okay, before we get to the the supplements, I think it's important to note that we always should try to stimulate sleep naturally. So, sleep hygiene, and 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 what do I mean by that is just change your whole sleep architecture, block out curtains, go to bed, don't well, they say don't view. Anything with blue lights or or television screens and or computers just before you go to bed, so you you calm your brain down, so remove devices. There are glasses now that apparently you can use that help trick your brain into thinking it it is um, it is going it is
1: first of a red glass. yes yeah. they not it easily. out blue it's not
3: easily attainable but those are something good. I think also getting into the habit of going, getting to, to sleep at a regular time, removing the stimulants. Okay. All that is gone. Just using something simple like those, uh, sleep masks can be so effective because if you have, if you, if you need to have an alarm clock that's got a digital screen and you, you can't, it's not practical to get rid of it because you just won't get up the next morning. Use a sleeping mask. So just try and Just try and correct your sleep hygiene by simple things. Don't have stimulating drinks, like caffeine. Green tea is also a stimulating drink.
1: Alcohol. Alcohol is also a
3: stimulating drink. It actually disturbs sleep. Eat at least two hours before, so you're not bloated. So all of those are sleep hygiene factors. But then in terms of your nutraceuticals, I mean, the most obvious one to reset or resynchronize your sleeping pattern is melatonin.
1: Okay. So, but I... We talk about melatonin, and what people need to understand is melatonin is now a schedule for prescription product. Yes. We used to be able to get it off the shelf. Mm -hmm. It's no longer that. You need to ask a medical practitioner. To prescribe it, yes. Is it available at retail pharmacies on prescription
3: or not? Free? It is available at retail pharmacies on prescription, and it is available for jet lag purposes over the counter. But that's for short-term use, like five days supply. If you, assuming you're traveling over a couple of ta- time zones, you don't need a prescription for that. Um,
1: so they will only event. give you like five. Times. Five
3: days supply. Oh well, yeah, five days supply is. Probably the the maximum what is the why
1: why should we be careful of melatonin? why did it become a scheduled product?
3: remember melatonin the the pathway of melatonin it directly impacts your serotonin, which is your feel good hormone in your body mm. and if you start it 's like with anything if you give it an, an a, a chemical form of it, it's going to your body's going to forget how to manufacture its own. You don't want to do that. So you're going
1: to suppress the production of serotonin. Does is it the same for oxytocin, melatonin, oxytocin, serotonin? Are they all in the same group, aren't
3: they? It depends on on the person. For instance, if you need serotonin stimulation, if you're on like SSRIs and somebody who could benefit from increasing their serotonin, I would say absolutely give it. And remember melatonin's not only a, a sleep Correct, uh, it's also it's a very potent antioxidant. Absolutely, used in so many, so many mm. other mm. indications. So it's really, it's really a good nutraceutical, which often gets a bad rap for being abused. And remember, it's supposed to just reset your sleeping pattern, so you can't take it ad infinitum. You should never do that.
1: For so, the when when we look at resetting sleep, we're looking at about a ten day ten day to two weeks. Well, I think together,
3: sleep. together with your doctor, you would know that because there's there's so many. You have to understand the reasons for for the the lack or the insomnia. So, melatonin is one of them. The other one is GABA. GABA and theanine are really good nutraceuticals because theanine is for when you have racing thoughts. That's a lot of us. We're so overstimulated. We're so overstimulated. That's why we can't. We find meditation so difficult because these thoughts are racing all over your body. So theanine helps with these racing thoughts. It's a really good nutraceutical. GABA. Is a normal um, neurotransmitter in your brain, and it's the calming neurotransmitter. So if you take GABA, you can take it as a nutraceutical. GABA and theanine work so beautifully. Then address the stress, and and the, the stress hormones. Like you know, we we treat it beautifully in at the compounding pharmacy of South Africa. We have a regimen where we give the patients ashwagandha at four o'clock in the afternoon. So it starts calming the brain down in Ashwagandha
1: bediness. as an adaptogen Gen, That can yes. calm or stimulate Depending on the body's needs Yes,
3: so in this case We're using it for people who need the calming okay. So, so there's, there's, there's many ways And working with your functional practitioner Can help And then Mark, you would know better than me The hormonal aspects of
2: But I want to something. ask about magnesium hmm? We all know these different strains of magnesium Everybody that I know is taking magnesium but I'm not saying they're taking the right strain for the right condition. Yes.
1: The right, uh, what you're referring to is the malaid. the salt the yeah. ma- malates the citrates. citrates. Yes.
2: Yeah. So some functional practitioners say use the magnesium citrate mm-hmm. for sleep. Mm-hmm. Some say the malate for sleep. So just debunk that for me, please.
3: So the different salts have different, slightly different functions. All magnesiums will work. I would not recommend a carbonate for the reasons we just discussed. Chalk. Yes. <laughs> so the, you're, you are correct. The, the there are certain magnesiums that will c- cross the blood brain barrier better, mm-hmm. your malates, and there are certain magnesiums like the glycinate that perfuse the, the cells in your body better. So it's relaxing of your muscles and relaxing of, of any tightness, anything, a, any um, muscle that Contributes to remember all your muscles relax when you go to sleep, so you're just aiding that process. And the malates will go across the blood brain barrier and relax the, but brain.
2: it does relax the muscles as well. The malates, yes, okay. So, all
3: of them will do a little bit of that. Some are just better at perfusing the blood brain barrier, some are better at perfusing. The muscle, the, the cells in your body. So it's just about where its main mode of action is. Citrate, for instance, is very good to relax the, the muscles of the, the bowel. Okay. So, so if you have a, a concentration. constipation, yes, uh, uh, like magnesium oxide, the oxygen molecule there will oxygenate the bowel. So
1: giving it more energy that's it. to work, it okay. relaxes the muscle and Energizes it. Dewey, there's two products that I briefly want to touch on. And then we need to move over to liver and specifically bile. Um, lion's mane. It's a new product that the compounding pharmacy is bringing out. Yeah. So, um, simply, have you heard of lion's mane?
0: No, not at it's all.
1: It's actually from a mushroom, um, which I didn't know. I, I thought it was a herb. But it's a mushroom and it actually looks, if you look at it, it's quite frilly and um, it looks like um, a lion's mane. Um, I i almost thought that it's a kind of a psilocybin almost. It's mm-hmm. completely not. Tell us about it because the compounding pharmacy has just launched this product and it's brilliant for brain function, um, gut as well as heart. So we can add this in as part of our... Detoxifying, um, protocols.
3: Yeah. So it's a non-psychedelic mushroom, so it's not your psilocybin, oh, and it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> so, but it's, it's, it's been around. It's just has a renewed interest recently, and it's called lion's mane because it actually resembles the mane of a lion. Oh, okay. Um so <laughs> basically what it is is when when I was doing the research it was quite interesting because the analogy can be drawn if you think of lion's mane and I immediately came to my mind um wh- what is the Simba and Simba. the Lion King And I thought mm, that will be nice That's why I use the analogy of it's the Mufasa of mushrooms It is uh, ah. it, uh, <laughs> so, mm. And and it's also referred to as what we call a sh- super shroom <laughs> So it's like very cute terms that are coming around now And it has So, so like your a, superfood,
1: your goji berries and yes. stuff like that
3: so, okay. so it's, you know, it's, everything's been around. We just, and in Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, it's been around forever. It's just, we have fads and trends in the Western world, and this is trending at the moment. So, it's really amazing for brain health, can help. It's, it is even some evidence that's suggesting that it can stimulate the regrowth of brain, brain cells in conditions like Alzheimer's. So it also will do similar things for your gut. It just has so many many benefits and it, uh, um, I use it myself And I can tell you I can think very clearly The brain boosting effects Is very obvious I'm going to give it to everyone In my office every morning
2: <laughs> Elise, sounds like you need it
1: I'm uh, the one that needs
2: it <laughs> Calling the kettle black
3: yeah. yeah
1: so, you know, I okay, think, okay. No, I make no excuse for that one
3: So there's digestive health benefits uh-huh. And here it says that it uh, protects Against the bad uh, bacteria h pylori mm. so it protects your gut and helps with digestion like that then we've got benefits for um overall health benefits is diabetic neuropathies it okay. does help with neuropathy.
1: so again it works on neurological tissue as well yes okay um i i wanted to touch on cbd but i think we're going to leave that mm. for a, a, another discussion um Let's let's talk about the three other big organs, mm-hmm. um, or roots of elimination. Uh, I think liver. We've touched on liver, and here we're thinking omegas, CoQ10s, milk thistles, etc. etc.
3: Very good. Tumeric,
1: Garlic, turmeric. Turmeric. So simple uh, things.
3: Are, well, ginger is more an anti-inflammatory herb. I guess it can help. but wouldn't do so anything but patients, garlic would be better.
1: Patients with irritable bowel and mm-hmm. stuff like that, ginger, for them, it will help with constipation, mm-hmm. I know. And inflammation. Lemon. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, here are things that you can grow in your garden or find at your local mm-hmm. green grocer that we can incorporate to start preparing the body yes. for your detox. Divya, um, for me, there's… Two that are incredibly important, Mm -hmm. kidneys, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I want us to talk a little bit about bile. I don't think we know enough about bile and our pancreas and our gallbladder. So shall we start with um, kidneys? Simpiwi, how do you help your kidneys?
0: Drink water.
2: Okay, that's okay.
0: as far as I know. the no, water. absolutely correct, but
2: good quality water. Yes, I wanted to say that. So, so Devia, okay. what's good
1: quality water? Because there's so many different. Bottled waters on the market, some of them have flavor and, and sweetness. There's
0: alkaline in. water, sparkling, and then there's like pH, what, what, and then as Dr. Mark said, the flavored water. Well, if it's a
1: flavored water, if you haven't flavored it yourself with fresh fruit and things like that, it's you should not, be, you should not be drinking flavored water. Um, we know that plastics, create xenoestrogens, et cetera, et cetera. And all our waters are packed in plastic, except for very expensive ones like Perrier and Pellegrino and Evian. They, Evian also no comes in plastic, actually. I think there's a, there's a
3: glass option as well. Um, so how do we pick the water? Hard question to answer. Um, I think a quick fix would be to, to put a good quality filter in your home. Your home taps.
1: So is this, re- um, these different ones mm-hmm. reverse osmosis, which removes everything, which I think is bad, mm-hmm. um, or then your, your normal kind of you remember um since when you were at school i hope you guys did this Where you had to build your own
0: filtration filtration thing, system with the with a, stones and the whatnot mm. yes i and charcoal uh, yeah.
3: mm, okay so times. is that something i that don't know sufficient? enough do i don't know enough about ones? i don't i don't i don't think the burrito one is going to be sufficient and i don't know enough about filters to comment on that all i know is you know i i did research for our own filter that we attached at ho- at home and uh, it does filter out all the the fluoride which is the problem and whatever contaminants and i know when every time we change the filter there's a lot of gunk in there yes. don't forget also copper pipes some homes that are old still have copper pipes so there's a lot of rusting that goes on And it's it's quite surprising when you have to change the filter every six months what you see in there. Especially if you've had water in your area, which is a common thing in South Africa, that's switched off for some reason because there's a burst water pipe and they turned it back on. Have you seen how brown the water is? Mm. So all those... Mud and toxins and whatever gunk is in Lying in those pipes is in there So it's very important I would say start this the cheapest way It's actually ultimately cheaper To just have a filter at home
1: Okay is there anything else Except drinking enough water And actually I know that It's 30 mils of water For each kilogram of weight, oh, body weight. So if you weigh 80 kilograms You need to drink Two and a half liters, liters of, of water, water. Now I find that incredibly difficult and I make the excuse that, you know what, most of your dietary intake of water comes through your food. Yeah. So I eat more. Um, <laughs> but we, we, do we include our coffees and our teas and our juices in our daily water intake or not?
3: Bit controversial there because remember you're also adding toxin. Which is caffeine, both tea and coffee. Then in tea's got tannins, which is not necessarily ideal. Then don't forget that a lot of tea bags are, are, they they are, what is it? They chlorine, they chlorinated the the bags to 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 make them white. Yes. So they are, you know, you're adding all of those toxins. So I, I would say in an ideal world, Have loose leaf tea and organic coffee or in an ideal world, but you know it's not affordable to do that all the time. But don't forget that our our bodies are very clever organs. There's a certain degree of the detoxification that happens there. It's only when we overload it. So coming back to your question of what, besides water... You can have herbal teas, but take all these factors into account. Choose teas; there are beautiful, there are lovely teas out there that you can buy that are loose leaf teas that you can fold, strain out yourself, uh, and then and they, that also adds to your liquid content. Supplementation in we, our
1: practice, um, Elise, we often use NAD resveratrol milk crystals mm-hmm. for kidney health for our patients. For sure. um, NAD. Would um, help with the mitochondrial mm-hmm. energy, so funct- better functioning glomeruli because you give it more energy, etc., yeah. um, etc. Et so one more question: carbonated or still
3: waters? Still or sparkling? But in that. I so, think it. You know, it depends. I, I think the, I've heard that carbonated water is acidifying to your body.
1: Add lemon to it. but
3: then exactly so that's that's a way to get rid of it
1: i i I find it very difficult to drink no more water it tastes crappy okay um bile mm-hmm. so how do we support? Healthy natural production of bile. We, earlier, we said that we often form gallstones bec- mm. um, because the bile is too viscous. Is d- does this go to drink more water to make the bile less viscous, or is it, uh, you know, to change your diet? What do we eliminate, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. What supplements do we have that we can maybe add into okay. this?
3: So, dialing it back a lot further, and this goes talks to your field. Hormone balancing, because hormones are detoxified also via the bile, rights, all your steroid hormones. Maintain your stress. So those are the, the, the factors that perhaps not everybody can control. But then there are believe it or not, they are nutraceuticals that are quite good. But olive oil I heard, I researched is is actually very good in what it okay, co pressed olive oil to drink. To to as a um, as a new as a support for your
1: goal like literally and you know what um olive oil is pleasant tasting a mm. spoon of olive oil like for um yes my grandmother used to drink what was it white wine vinegar or apple cider vinegar yeah. mm. um so like you would do that just a spoon of olive oil turmeric uh
2: really good as i mentioned
3: before garlic that's
2: what i want to know what is the benefits of taking turmeric so it is not only a powerful
3: anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory it's also a very powerful uh, antioxidant. Okay. So, but turmeric, remember, I just want need to give you a caveat here. Turmeric is only activated in the presence of pepperine, which is found in pepper. So every time you use turmeric, you should use pepper with oh, it. Oh, so that is why they
1: do that thing of cayenne pepper and yes. turmeric. Or black
3: pepper. Hot peppers, water. Yes. But, but because it activates turmeric. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, I use a, a drink with cacao. Jamaic. I'm now using this as my alternative to caffeine, cacao, but pure cacao, like mm-hmm. hardcore, no sugar, and I put in. um I melt the chocolate and put in my alternative milk. I used almond milk. So you take basically that ninety nine
1: percent lint, which is. So Elise likes it.
2: Yeah, didn't he? No, <laughs> don't. <laughs> So we're back in Afrikaans eh?
3: <laughs> So that's what you should do Melt it down Put it in, so, in a pot with water um, And then you put in your things like cinnamon Because cinnamon we know Stabilizes blood sugar Turmeric and black pepper It is delicious And that's apart from the beauty benefits of cacao So basically you making cacao. a hot chocolate uh, Or kind of a chai I would call it a hot cacao But not, <laughs> not anywhere near chocolate But yes And then if you wanted to, if it, if you're finding the cacao too bitter, add uh, maple syrup.
1: Maple syrup is.
3: Leo GR then, honey.
1: Oh, okay. You taught me something. (laughs) So, um, we have a bit of time left. One of the big things that I think is becoming more and more prevalent is Heavy metal toxication. Oh,
2: yes. Can we haven't finished with the gallbladder?
1: Okay, so go. I back just to want
2: wall. to ask this question: Yes. Is most women, and I don't want to say You're not a percentage, you <laughs> um, the gallbladders are removed? Okay, because I, I don't know the reason, but over forty, that's the thing they call it forty fat and something, whatever. Fabulous. A fabulous. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what benefit or, or consequences are there for women specifically, hormonally, when their gallbladders are removed, and what can they do to counter that? So, the nutraceutical support we just
3: spoke spoke about is definitely uh, it's definitely something they should do. So if you think about the nutrition is not going to be absorbed, remember we how we said mm. bile, yes. liver f- produces bile, bile emulsifies fats, pancreas pr- produces the enzymes to break down
2: whatever and remove the, the nutraceuticals through or the, the nutrients. Through the uh, gut. Yes, and through the gut. Most of those women are constipated as yes. well because of the bile problem. And
1: take a look, um, lipase, which is responsible for digesting fats mm-hmm. if you take the lipase away think about what these women present with they all present with elevated cholesterol levels yes
3: and diarrhea is a yeah. huge thing because yes. all this undigested food is sitting in the, the, the small and large intestine this it can't be emulsified so the intestinal transit time gets very short and you get Mm-hmm. So well
1: I, I think it, it can go the other way as, as well, well yes. because if you do not, if you 're not able to digest properly you 're going to slow down the passage mm. to try and get nutrients. This is that typical thing that we speak about your thin, fat women or fat thin women where they're nutritionally depleted because they the guts not work yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes, postbiotics. That
3: will help. We have a product called ProDetoxes. It's got phosphatidylcholine. ProDetox. ProDetox. It's mm-hmm. just what we call it, but it essentially has taurine, phosphatidylcholine, and inositol. So and Inositol it's,
1: sugars. Yes.
3: Stabilizing, stabilizing sugars. Your- the taurine for, for the detoxification part yeah. of it, and then the phosphatidylcholine for the fat absorption. Um So that works very well. And we normally give this to women with no gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, if you look at these women with the gallbladder removed, it's always going to be a hormonally imbalanced somebody. Yes. Because remember, we said earlier that gallbladder from cholesterol, it prevents reabsorption of all your bad metabolites of estrogen. So it's all this crystal sitting in there. And the, per- the person's not going to be hormonally balanced. Mm-hmm. And you'll find it, you're right, for all the ladies, if you, if you go back, you're probably going to find they're not hormonally balanced. No, or the no, but it's, dominance.
1: It's, I I think at least ask this question because when we do our consultations, what we go through is what surgical procedures did you have? Mm-hmm. And our patients with the worst kind of hormone imbalance, and this is thyroid hormone that's not balanced, insulin and cholesterol levels that are out, sugar levels that are up, and then we see no. that they have no progesterone, no estrogen, and very low levels of testosterone. Um, they all had gallbladders removed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's very interesting. So that product is called pro detox Pro-detox. yes yeah okay um, i want us to just touch on the uh, use of your digestive kind of stuff and here we're thinking about the uh, digestive enzymes which is becoming more and more popular although it's is difficult to find a good one. Did mm-hmm. you just quickly touch on the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic. I know that um, Sulal used to have a pre-probiotic. Mm-hmm. And in the work that we've done with you over the years, we've realized that probiotics can sometimes be... Um, a little bit detrimental to your health, especially if you have a bacterial overgrowth or SIBO or dysbiosis.
3: So, prebiotics are food for the probiotics. So, something like um, fibers like inulin, they're uh, oligosaccharide fibers. They are actually food and they f- feed your probiotics. So, probiotics also need food. Then, your probiotics are your natural bacteria that's supposed to be found in a Particular concentration, all over your body, but your gut is where we most commonly find it. And when we have an overgrowth of this due to whatever antibiotics, antibiotics stress, um, we can have small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which is called SIBO. And you're right. It's it's an interesting fact I heard just before I forget. The thought is that. You should not take a, pro, a particular probiotic for more than three months at a time. You take You're it alternate. ongoing. Yes, you alternate because you should have different strains because there's so many different mm. strains in your gut. Okay, the main strain being lactobacillus, but you should do this. And then there's a new term now called postbiotic.
1: Yeah, this is the one that we love. Mm. I've used it. Sister Elise has used it. We mm. give it to our patients um, do you want to quickly explain that term um for people who love
3: butter? Listen to this, <laughs> okay, it's butyrate basically, which is what butter is made of, and the postbiotic is a term that that addresses the whole microbiome, so the home in which the bacteria live and the bacteria it's, bacteria itself, so it corrects the whole environment. As well as the bacterial population
1: I I described it this morning As um, When we <laughs> Detox and you know To do that colon cleanse Or whatever What you do is There is one place in the body Where you really want xenophobia And that's in your gut <laughs> And your butyrate <laughs> Is that police force That forces the Organisms or the colonies and organisms to stay in their little designated area. That's a postbiotic. It, it separates things to where they should be and keep the numbers equal. If only we can do that throughout the world. We so we have a population of <laughs> something billion.
3: <laughs> if you, when you mentioned the guy who had the pool that weighed two kilograms, my immediate question was, does he, take butyrate because butyrate basically works so well it actually acts like a rake in your intestine so remember Get rid of the sludge yeah the sludge it, it actually a good term yeah and it
2: really and, and it can create really large uh feces so now hence how long do you need to take the butyrate before that action happens I would say at least a week or two. And okay. some people so it it have it's not an immediate. No, no, has no, got a, a correct How long can microbi- we take
1: this? You can take it. Continuously, continuously As a postbiotic. Then do we start adding in a pre and a probiotic? You can. Eventually. Circumstances. But start with a postbiotic.
3: Yes. If you're going to be taking antibiotics, then I would add that. Remember, it, the, the large two kilo <laughs> poos are not going to be happening once your, your gut has corrected itself. Yes. Yeah. But okay.
1: please do take it So Simpiwi has given me the lasso Which means that we have to end off the show Divya, it's always a pleasure to have you We learn from you Our uh, um, patients and the listeners out there learn um, We use the Compounding Pharmacy of South Africa Because we know that we get pharmaceutical-grade products independently tested and verified, made to the highest ethical and medical standards. Um, all these products or most of these products are available from us at the tea clinic and from the Compounding Pharmacy of South Africa. If you want to embark on a detox program, start first with getting your mind and your body ready, eliminate the stuff that you know um, you should avoid. And this is your your sugars, alcohols, fats. Uh, get a little bit of exercise, work on your sleep. And then only do you start on detoxifying with the aid of supplementations, diets, fasts and juices.
3: That is a good start. And then... And then also consult with your practitioner. Yeah, consult
1: your. with your practitioner. Guys, it was fascinating. As always, next week we will be back and we're going to talk a little bit about metabolic disease and how metabolic disease um, plays a role in actually toxifying the body. So we're continuing about detoxing and managing metabolic disease. Until then, we wish you all the best in health.
0: That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by Tea Clinic.